Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Off the Beaten Podcast, a podcast about the city of Chicago and its people. This is where you will hear discussion with the amazing people who make this city unique. I'm your host, Dion, a lifelong Chicagoan, former public school educator, sometimes activist, sometimes jujitsu tarot. I have been training and all the time caffeine fiend. Welcome if this is your first time, and welcome back if you are a returning friend of the podcast. I'm so happy you came back for more. Let me start uh, this episode by offering a hearty thank you to HCal23, who recently bought me five cups of coffee. You are the bomb, HCal. If you'd like to buy me a cup of coffee, head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. When you swing over there, you'll see that I am raising money for a Rode Roadcaster Pro podcasting production studio. I'm currently 30% of the way to my goal, so that is exciting. Uh, So this episode will be super different because I did not create this episode. What you're going to hear today was created by my niece, Abby Goodman, who is a high school student at Downers Grove North in Downers Grove. Abby reached out to me recently because she had to create a podcast for one of her classes. Okay, so first things first, kudos to teachers who have students do cool stuff like create podcasts. So Abby and I decided to touch base on her project. um, And when she told me the topic, I said, man, that is awesome. A tough topic, but one that definitely needs to be discussed. And so we did a little soundboarding on how she would approach her interview. Um, Well, when I heard the finished product, I was bowled over, and I think you will be too. I immediately asked Abby if I could share her final product on my podcast, and she said yes. Um, I could never say enough good things about how amazing Abby is. She is the absolute bomb, Uh, but I will let Abby speak for herself, and her guest, Annika, is amazing in her thoughts and insights as well. So be sure to drop comments on one of the of my social media profiles so Abby can see them. Or if you want to drop a voicemail, you can check the show notes for the phone number and I'll be sure to share all of that with Abby as well. So here is Real Talk Stop Asian Hate with Abby and Annika. Welcome back, listeners. My name is Abby Goodman and welcome to Real Talk. Today's topic is going to be about anti-Asian violence. I'm going to be completely honest. When I first chose this topic, I had only read a few articles talking about how the number of hate crimes targeting Asian Americans has drastically risen. According to The Cut, in February, an 84-year-old Thai American man was killed in an unprovoked attack in San Francisco. And in New York, a 61-year-old Filipino American was slashed in the face with a box cutter while riding the subway. Those were only two of the numerous incidents. On March 16th, The mass shooting at multiple spa parlors occurred, killing eight people, six of whom were Asian women. If the killing of these innocent people wasn't bad enough, the county sheriff's office captain stated that the man who committed these crimes was just, quote-unquote, having a bad day, which instantly infuriated me. It became so much more apparent to me that this is a huge issue. This is an important topic to talk about, and it's not being talked about enough. According to StopAAPI.org, there were 3,795 incidents received by the Stop AAPI Hate Reporting Center from March 19, 2020 to February 28, 2021. According to their website, these reported incidents only show a fraction of the number of hate 
incidents that actually occur due to the fact that most hate crimes are usually not reported, but it certainly shows how vulnerable Asian Americans are to discrimination. I'm here with my friend and I'm going to be asking her a few questions to get her perspective on this topic. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Annika and I'm a senior at Downers Grove North and I've known Abby since freshman year. I figured you'd be a great person to have on the show since you could provide a different perspective than me as I am not an Asian American. Yeah, I agree. I am uh, half Asian American. I am half Filipino on my mom's side, but I'm also half white. So keep that in mind when I share my experiences as someone who is biracial and white passing. As a white person, I have the privilege of being able to distance myself from issues concerning race. However, I know that Asian Americans tend to be targeted with a lot of backhanded compliments, insults, or just downright racist behavior, but it's all normalized. Can you share a little bit of insight into this? Of course, I live in America. Of course, I can share a little bit of um, racial trauma that me and others have experienced in the past. Uh, there's tons of backhanded compliments like, oh, you're pre pretty for an Asian girl, or I find you hot even though you're Asian. You know, there's always the classic ching chong, you know, there's slurs going on. Um, even if you're not part of the original race where that term was used for, you still hear it all the time. There's also a ton of cultural appropriation of clothing and traditions, and that's for all types of different Asian ethnicities. It's constantly being used and profit off of after years of bullying that very group for wearing their traditional clothing. Um, I know fetishizing is a huge problem. It's happened, you know, all over social media, which is the alternate, you know, universe for everything that we've experienced and just everything we talk about. And it's just a lot of problems that are just constantly, I don't know, just insulting. Yeah. Seeing people in power use terms like China virus, do you think that this is correlated with the rise of hate crimes against Asian Americans? Oh, absolutely. After a certain person used that term, I think a lot of people just said, well, it originally did come from China, and mm -hmm. that's why we should call it the China virus. But really, I think people fail to realize the implications that serves, and I think that shows a lot of privilege if you think it's okay to call something the China virus, because that does put a lot of – it puts the blame on Chinese people, even though it's literally a virus. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that did fuel a lot of hate crimes against Asian Americans – um, since COVID-19, 31% of Asian adults reported being verbally harassed with racial slurs and COVID-19 jokes, which I have witnessed. Um, in my gym class last semester, uh, one of my, or I guess just this boy in general, um, I wouldn't call him a classmate because I don't think he deserves to be put in the same group as me, but, um, <laughs> he made a joke about the Chinese virus. And of course, um, my teacher being white did not call it out at all. And it hurt a lot um, that it's just normalized to attack people. And of course, you know, being white passing, um, people feel that they can just say anything. And I think they fail to um, notice when other people are hurt, especially when it's racially targeted jokes. Yeah. What were your thoughts when you heard about the shooting in Atlanta? Um, well, when I first heard it, I and just seeing how mad everybody was on social media and just Instagram especially, it kind of made me laugh because it took six women to die in a brutal, you know, brutal shooting for people to finally pay attention to how big of a problem it's become. Because this, these 
hate crimes have been going on for months. I mean, years even, you know, and this is what it took to wake people up. We could have stopped this a long, long time ago, but it's just so ingrained to ignore that these things are happening, whether it be, you know, with Asians or other cultures or um, races. And I don't know, it's infuriating. I've talked to other people who are also Asian um, before about this issue, and none of us were surprised of how people reacted to this. What should Americans be doing about this issue? I think the biggest thing is just don't let it get swept under the rug. Don't let people forget about this. Mm -hmm. You see how much, you know, everyone's hurting right now, especially members of the Asian um, American community and how we are all sharing our experiences and everyone's trying to uplift Asian voices. But I think that over time it could get lost and I don't want our experiences and this pain to get lost because I think we need to talk about this. I think this could serve as a talking point for a lot of discussions just like this. Yeah. Um, but I, I just hope, you know, it, this cycle stops. I hope that, you know, the next generation and the generation after that knows that hate crimes are not okay and violence against any group of people is not okay. Um, our community is hurting and it's time for people to pay attention. Yeah. And also, I think that white people need to step up and start talking about it because we might not understand exactly, but that's why we have to learn and we have to participate in quote unquote uncomfortable conversations because they're never going to get comfortable if we don't talk about them and things aren't going to change if we don't talk about them. Instead of looking at things from a nationwide perspective, how can we focus on what's going on in our local community at Downers Grove North? How has the increase of violence against Asian Americans affected Asian American students at DGN? I think that DGN is very involved in the lives of our multicultural students. Um, between just different groups of having their own clubs, I think that DGN has done a good job of giving, you know, different ethnicities and races, like, um, help out and, like, support th through those clubs. Uh, recently, after these attacks um, started rising against Asian Americans, DGN recently started the um, Asian American Pacific Islander Student Union. It is a club that I have wanted to join, but haven't got the chance to, and I don't think I will before, you know, we graduate. Yeah, COVID. But I'm really glad that, you know, the next generation of club members, because uh, if you didn't know, I'm very involved in clubs, and I'm very proud of the, of my Asian American counterparts, that they are, you know, working towards getting more people educated and working towards um, getting the Asian American experience out there into the spotlight of DGN. So really proud of them. How has the Asian American population at DGN been dealing with this? So, I mean, I think we're all taking it a little bit differently. Some of us are used to this happening already. Um, some of us have had experiences as children um, or throughout our lives just in general. Others of us are just used to this from hearing other stories from other people or, you know, experiences like that. Uh, from the people I've talked about, I think that we are all hurting because even though this isn't happening, you know, directly in our community, it's still, you know, as a group that is a minority, we tend to band together and support each other constantly. And hearing about this just reminds us that it is very real and it is very scary. I think most of us are fearing for, um, especially when it was elders, you know, yeah. getting attacked. Older I think that, yeah. Family members and stuff like that. Yeah. I think we were definitely a little nervous for all of our um, older family members. I know that I was a little bit nervous for my grandmother because she is older and she is an Asian and apparently those things are enough to be attacked and you know, murdered. Yes, yeah, to be attacked and murdered for. Just for existing. Yeah. 
so I think that we're all taking this very hard. Um, but I'm glad that I have friends that are very supportive of me, whether they are white or if they are Asian American. Um, I think that I have a great space to talk to people about. And I think that's very important for our Asian American students. Um, just have people talk about people that um, understand that even if they don't know our pain directly, they can relate to it and they can still, um, I don't know, be there to talk about it with yeah, us. Empathize as much as they can and yeah. just be, list, be, just sit there and listen. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing is that people need to just listen and stop. <laughs> just listen. Yeah. yeah, that's like so important, I think, just to make sure um, we're heard. I want to share some resources um, to help or even educate yourself on this topic. Um, you can go to stopaapihate.org to report an incident or click on the Act Now button to see more information on how to help, as well as antiasianviolenceresources.carrd.co. Annika, do you have any um, Instagram social media accounts that you follow or that people can get information from? Uh, yes, I would recommend the DGN uh, AAPI club. They have a page. I think you should all follow it. And um, personally, I follow a larger page as well. It's um, at Dear Asian Youth and it just aims to educate people in general, but it definitely aims to um, unite people of Asian descent, obviously, to come together and be more aware of the issues that are going on in our community and outside of it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming and interviewing of course. with me. Um, I really appreciate it. And yeah, this was a very good conversation that we had. And I'm glad that we had it. So true. Yes. Woo. High five. <laughs>